This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning, and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing. Dude, we have a smoking week of BTLs lined up. We have Angler of the Years. We have a half million dollars in earnings. We have Toyota Championships, and we have the man. I don't know, is it Big Fish now, or is it the Beast? I think it's been both the the Beast and Big Fish. We'll have to get to him, but... Uh, he used to be on BTL all the time. It was like actually kind of a regular segment. Uh, and then we haven't had him on as much, but he's on today. Bobby, Big Fish Bobby Lane or Bobby the Beast Lane? We'll have to figure which one that is out. But we've got Bobby Lane on talking about. He's going back to the opens, folks. Uh, article came out last week on uh, BassFan.com talking about he's chasing the classic. He's chasing the Bassmaster Classic. So, Bobby Lane going back to the Opens. We will get to that. But I would be remiss in the first couple minutes of the show if I did not mention uh, Kyle Hall uh, from Texas. He wins the Toyota Series Championship on Lake Gunnersville. You know, we had uh, Jody White, who knows all things uh, uh, MLF, on to kind of preview that show last week. It was interesting. We were kind of debating back and forth how much forward-facing sonar and the uh, use of the umbrella rig, the Alabama rig, would play at Gunnersville, and it it uh, it it turns out I think forward facing sonar played. I do not think he used an umbrella rig to to win it. I think it was like a swim bait and a uh, small bladed jig. But Kyle Hall, uh, dude, I do not know as much as I should about this guy, and we've seen a couple. I don't want to say come out of nowhere because Kyle Hall's been around. He had a, over like $200,000 of earnings. He'd been on the uh, pro circuit for a number of years coming into it. Had a lot of top 10s, a fair number of uh, top 10s. But this guy reminds me a little bit of Dakota Ebear as far as kind of coming on and just starting to rack out wins. So Kyle Hall wins the uh, pro circuit event on Champlain. Uh, gets 157000 for that. Uh, through the Northerns, he won 20000 this year, 10000 through the Southwestern uh, Division of the Toyotas, and then 237000 with the Phoenix bonus in the Toyota Series. So since August... Uh, since this season, he's won over over uh, uh, four hundred thousand, basically. But sit, this year, Kyle Hall, four hundred twenty-five thousand four hundred twenty-five dollars. That's not shabby. That's not bad for bass fishing. Uh, so he's on a roll. I need to figure out. I need to get him on the show. That'd be a heck of an interview to talk about that because that is some life changing money for a young kid. So uh, we'll talk about uh, Kyle Hall getting that job done. I thought Castledine was in the mix for it for a while. He was. He just like he just kind of ran out of fish. Made a uh, made a run at the thing. Uh, was was really interested in seeing how he would do there. And then uh, Marshall Robinson coming in getting a fifty thousand dollar check. And I also need to do a show on this because uh, I've talked about it a little bit. I think uh, Brent Chapman's kid like won the angle of the year or co-angler of the year in a division of the Toyota series you have uh Marshall Robinson who's Marty Robinson's kid he did like 60,000 between the Toyotas and then the 50,000 in the championship you have uh Britt Myers uh kid who's doing really big things uh we mentioned uh Laker Howell uh he was in that event uh you had Jackson Rambanis who Fred Rambanis's son who won like a major kayak tournament for like $13,000 I'm sure uh I'm sure we're just a couple years away from maybe Bobby Lane. We're seeing, seeing another generation of lanes come up because uh, I know that they like to fish there. We'll have to talk to Bobby about that. But uh, really good Toyota Series event. Tough, tough fishing, too. Uh, but Kyle Hall ended up with 59.01. He went 20 pounds, 
18, 9, and then 28 on the final day. Over on the NPFL, uh, they wrapped up their season. I kind of like going to Florida. I'll have to talk to Bobby about Florida in October because that's interesting because he's going to be fishing Florida in October next year. Bassmaster Opens, go to Florida in October next year. Fall thing. Most of us are just used to going there in the spring. But Taylor Watkins gets his third win on the NPFL over the last two years. 69-14. The weights on the final day of this were incredible. He had 28-11 on the final day. There's a 27-pound bag, a 25-pound bag, uh, another 25-pound bag, uh, numerous big bags, but uh, 69-14 for his third win. Gary Atkins wins the Angler of the Year over on the NPFL. Uh, and we're, we're six minutes into the show, and I haven't mentioned that there is a 10-pound smallmouth caught out of Lake Erie that set all sorts of Great Lakes records. So uh, I've done a little bit of research on the 10-pound smallmouth catch. Greg Gallagher caught it. Now, here is the interesting thing. We had Frank Scalish, the man, on the show on Thursday, and he talked about how he was on Lake Erie on Wednesday with his son. So I call Frank all fired up after I see it's like a 120-quart cooler and there's this 10-pound smallmouth in it, and it makes it look just it's cartoonish how big it is. And Frank's like, dude, you know how Frank talks. Dude, you're not going to believe it. He's like, I think we were in the same jo- – we were on the water the same day. I think we were within five miles of where that fish was caught on the same day on Lake Erie. So we're probably going to save it till Thursday to really dive into that because Frank was like out there when it happened, a genuine – 10-pound smallmouth. It's crazy how we're seeing all these big smallmouth come in. Uh, I mentioned Dakota Ebear. I think he had one almost eight pounds caught in the BPT stuff. But, all right, we've made him wait long enough. Let's bring him in. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Is it Big Fish or the Beast or are you the Beast? What is it? What do you go by now, Bobby? Dude, whatever you want to call me, I'll take. But I, I do like Big Fish Bobby Lane for sure. But uh, the Beast was kind of catchy there when you were saying it. So uh, it, Have that, they not called you the Beast before? Was that not I a thing for a while? Called, I've been called the Beast before, but my nickname's always been Big Fish Bobby Lane. So uh, you you can decide. You call me whatever you want, but um, I, I do like Big Fish Bobby Lane. Okay, sure. so what was Ish? I thought it was Big Fish Ish. Ish was the Big Bass Specialist. Oh, the Big Bass Specialist. Okay, and you were Big Fish Bobby Lane. Yeah, yeah. Is that called an alliteration when you have all the words that start with the same letter? My mom was an English teacher for 35 <laughs> years. Like the, B, like the Big, Big Fish Bob, I, I don't know. Anyway, how are you doing? Dude, I am great. Happy Monday. Uh, and it is beautiful down here in Florida, man. We got a little breeze. It's still pretty warm, but we got about a 15, 20 mile an hour breeze, which in Florida, that feels like air conditioning. So it's it's a beautiful Monday. Uh, kind of getting geared up, um, getting getting things already ready for uh, next year, man. Uh, did you see this 10 pound smallmouth? Dude, how crazy is that? I thought Dakota Ebear had a giant, the one he caught at Cayuga Lake this year. But uh, when I saw the pictures of that 10-pounder, I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, how many gobies has that thing eaten in the last couple of years to get to 10 pounds? And what's next? I mean, now they got a huge record to break. Like, that's somebody breaking, like, the largemouth record. I mean, that is crazy 10-pound smallmouth. I, I would have never thought we'd see one that big. And, and I mean, I'm no Great Lakes expert, but the age that it takes to get a fish that big and that old, like, I always thought that it would have to be, like, a fish that had... So, like, you know, occasionally you'll have those fish that have, like, I guess just, like, humans, too. Like, a dude has, like, a an ailment when he's younger, and then it messes with his pituitary gland, and then he grows to eight feet tall. Like, right. I would assume that, like, a fish would have to have some, like, like a herring nails it or something when it's younger, and then it just has this freak genetic thing that grows. But that fish looked, like, proportionately like a 10-pounder. It did. It was the most beautiful smallmouth I had ever seen. I uh, I do know we've done, we, I've did, done some studies down here in Florida. The phosphate bass actually can grow up to two pounds a year, but an average Lake Harris, Kissimmee, Okeechobee bass, dude, they only grow anywhere from half a pound to a pound and a quarter at the most a, a year. So, I mean, you're you're talking a 20-year-old fish, and I think smallmouth are half a pound a year, three-quarters of a pound at the most. I don't do the – I haven't done any math on that. But for that to be a, a even a large mouth, that fish would have to be – in a phosphate pit, it could be five to six years old. But in one of these other lakes, that's a 10-, 15-year-old fish, man. 
Yeah, it's it's real interesting how it's kind of transitioned. I remember when I first got into this game, it was all about, you know, Florida was still was still on the list there, but it seemed then it went, you know, to California and Dixon and we had Dottie and all those little lakes out there, but now it's like the chase chase for the smallmouth and spot. You know, with what's going on out there in the west is Florida, do you think Florida still had you think there's a 20, do you think there's a 22 and a half pounder swimming around in Florida or is it like, are we in a phase where the genetics aren't there? Dude, I, you know, I don't know if there's a 22 and a half pounder. I'm, I'm almost positive there's probably not one in some, in the tournament lakes that we fish. The, mm-hmm. the Harris, Seminole, Okeechobee, uh, Kissimmee, you know, um, in St. John's. I don't think probably a 22 and a half pounder there, but I would say it's probably one of these old phosphate pits um, that haven't been messed with in a long time they produce several 13 14 15 pounders every year um i think that could be a possibility but man that's just such a big bass and we haven't seen any even in the 16 17 18 pound range in a long time so you know even up in gainesville up up around there they're catching some giant bass and i would think if it came from anywhere it, it would be like an orange lake or uh, somewhere up that way in Gainesville. They have produ- been producing some hammers up there lately. What's the biggest bass you've ever tangled with, whether you landed it or not? So the biggest bass in a phosphate pit was 14-3, and I've caught five bass that were one ounce shy in tournaments that have weighed 11-15 or on another scale, 11-11, which would take you to 12. Never broke the 12-pound mark in a tournament, but I have weighed five on the scale that have been one ounce short of 12 pounds. You ever hooked one of those, like what you would consider, like they, I mean, like in your heart of hearts where you believe it's like a, I think Menendez has one of those stories where he was like, dude, I hooked like a, like a 18 pounder or 15 or something like that. Have you ever had any, I mean, dude, you fish around those giant fish and you're, I mean, I know the, like a lot of guys don't like to talk about missed fish, but have you ever yeah, hooked one I'll of those? Yeah, I'll tell you one story, dude. I've, I've caught three over 10 this year since I've been, since September. I mean, I've caught really? some real hammers. Yeah, I've caught some big ones. Um, I've caught some really big fish this year. Um, but there was a, there was a period on Lake Kissimmee where there was some really big, big, big fish being caught. Me and my wife were down there. And that day I had caught an eight and a nine pounder flipping junk. And uh, I flipped in a mat and the whole mat surged and um when i set the hook it literally took me from the middle of the boat and walked me all the way almost fell off the trolling motor stripping spider wire out of my reel almost so fast you know it's like on the tuna show where they dump the dump the water on the drag because it's coming off my braid so fast dude and i couldn't turn this fish now i have caught some alligators down here before flipping mats but i am telling you i hooked one and i would when I got my hook back, it was completely straight. There was no stopping this thing, no turning it. It was an absolute giant. And I would think that's probably the, if it was a bass, I would say that would have, was probably somewhere in that 15 to 20 pound range. Um, and it, I, I only caught a small glimpse, but I couldn't tell if it was a bass or it was like the tail of the gator moving. But I had just caught an eight or nine pounder within like the 10 minutes prior to that. So I really think that might have been the one. And that was this year. It was huge. It was huge. It was flipping a junk mat in Lake Kissimmee. But um, since then, you know, a lot of lot of 8 to 10 pounders. I've caught a lot of those. And I uh, haven't broke 11 in a long time. But I've caught three over 10 pounds in the last two months. You're on fire. <laughs> it's fine. We've been teasing everybody. Gary, everybody wants to know, what's the word on the BPT next year? Everyone yeah, wants dude, to know I'm, that's uh, what we came taking, on. Yeah, man, I'm taking a taking a little chance here, taking a risk. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I fished for that Bassmaster Classic for 11 years. Came so close so many times. The year Casey Ashley got me, uh, you know, I had a 6'10 largemouth that day. Came in with, the, with a big old bag. Um, caught one fish the first day. Uh, won the Red Crest this year, you know, uh, life-changing events been awesome it's been memorable the best that's you know that'll be the biggest thing of my career i promise you dude that thing was just the way it went down the way that fish hit two pounds on the final reway 
But uh, I go by my brother's house quite often in between road trips, and I have stared at his Bassmaster Classic trophy for years. And almost, well, it's been 12 years. He won in 2012, so it's been 10 years. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm hungry for that. And, and uh, you know, after fishing the pro circuit for the past two years, I, uh, I really enjoyed the weigh-in style fish. I, uh, my family wants to get back to a weigh-in also. Um, and, uh, you know, it's time. You know, I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to make a move here and, and see see what we can do. I, I want to get back to uh, I want to get back to my roots a little bit and get back to that classic man. But, uh, you know, Major League's been awesome. I've, I've won won a lot over there. I've, I've had some huge success. And, uh, man, you know, I'm 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 leaving on great terms. I'll, I'll fish the Red Crest next year. Um, got the team series event this year and, uh, you know, just had the, the response from the anglers. Um moving forward has just been awesome you know there's it not not one call has been negative and that's what i love about this decision so all nine opens next year that is your tournament schedule you are fishing nine Bassmaster opens starting in march at eufaula alabama and ending in october i believe in lake Florida. harris lake yeah. harris that's right yeah man it's a good schedule you know i like it i liked that they went to the nine I I, uh, I I definitely wouldn't be doing it if that was only three events. I wouldn't just shift gears and fish three events. But you know, nine's a full pack schedule. It's something I need. Something I need to do is continue to fish and, and fish different bodies of water. We're going to some that I've never been to, like uh, Bugs Island and Eufaula, Oklahoma. Those will be some new ones. But I like I love new lakes like that. And uh, you know, I, I'm excited about this opportunity. I really am. I'm positive about it. I, I'm ready to get out there and start fishing already. Uh, it's a full schedule. I just saw Kyle Hall win that Toyota Championship, and um, dude, I'm I'm going to jump in the Okeechobee, Lake Harris, and uh, Lake Eufaula Toyota Series for sure. That's a uh, that's a huge win, man. I mean, that's two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars for owning a phoenix boat you get that bonus money and of course i own a phoenix boat so i am definitely uh going after that and uh how impressive he was to win that the way he did out there in the in the river channel on uh forward facing sonar mm -hmm. man that's impressive bobby i gotta ask it we asked god defoe after he won the the 2019 classic and then went over to the bpt you are the reigning red crest champion the three hundred thousand dollars now you're leaving mlf to go to bass was it a difficult uh, was it a difficult decision for you to to do that? And and I mean, dude, it's it's odd. It's it's hard to believe that in the last four years, if you'd asked me five years ago, hey, are you going to have a guy who wins a classic or the Forest Wood Cup and then just completely switch tours the next year? We're living in weird times right now, Bobby. Yeah, we are, dude. Right, Ott did it uh, when after he won Knoxville. That was pretty good for him. And you know, I just won it this. I won the Red Crest this year, so. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. We got a little bit of back and forth going on, and, and uh, you know, it's no new news. We've kind of been doing this for the last three or four years, or guys have. We've seen some trickle trickle one way or the other. I mean, it's just kind of the, the way it is. But, um, you know, that that's a that's a good win, dude. And um, to leave is uh, – it, it is a tough decision. But when you got sponsors um, uh, that support you 100%, I mean, that's how we make our money, let's face it uh, – you know, with, with entry fees and, and paybacks the way they are, there's not a whole lot of money to be made in bass fishing. But when you win one of those big ones, that's when you start seeing the dollars, especially on that kind of check there. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's nice to have the sponsor support. I, I love that part of it. Um, not not one bit of it has been negative at all. I'm, I'm geared up. I'm ready. I'm looking. I just got me a brand new Toyota 2022 Tundra, and I can't wait to put that brand new 920 elite phoenix behind that thing man and and hit the road next year i'm, I'm excited about the opportunity i'm, I'm kind of it, it's almost like taking a step back for sure you know but then i realized i got a big goal in front of me and, and i got two goals one's to make the Bassmaster classic next year and the other one's to be in the top nine in the points so um i think goals are important and and those are definitely my goals for next year you mentioned the classic and it's interesting you did mention the 2012 and and i think that's probably if i was to, to do one of the top five iconic classics the chris with the with the pow with the big fish catch the <laughs> knee and then you almost uh almost uh uh 
tightrope, like tight, like you just almost tackled him when you ran out from behind the stage there after he had won. It was one of the most iconic moments. Like I put it up there with like the Van Dam. Remember the Van Dam Pittsburgh one with like the sparklers yes. where he's like, ah, after he'd weighed in yes. like thir- 13 pounds. I put that one in there. Uh, the Takahiro, the last minute Takahiro one. Oh, Bobby just disappeared there. He's back. Uh, oh, and now he doesn't have audio. He forgot to put his phone in, uh, in, uh, uh, standby mode. He's going to, Bobby, you're probably going to have to log back out and then log back in. Uh, but just as far as the iconic, uh, iconic Bassmaster classics, I, and Bobby is a big time part of that. He did then mention, uh, and I didn't realize he was so, uh, good at Hartwell, but he did finish second, uh, at Lake Hartwell to, uh, Casey Ashley in that 2015 classic when ha- Ashley had the, the, the home field advantage, the underspin that he caught those fish on. But what I don't think a lot of people realized, uh, what I don't think a lot of people realize, and are we back? Do we have audio now, Bobby? Yeah, man. How's that? Yeah, that's good. But I was just talking about the classic and that drive. So you have that experience with Chris. You mentioned he's got it, but I don't think a lot of people realize in 15 how close you were to that. Uh, you did have a, a, a massive bag, the second biggest bag of the uh, – of the event there, the 19 one on the final day, but you only had four fish on that first day for 10 pounds and almost came back and won that. Uh, it, it was interesting when I talked to you before about it, like you have the elite series, you have a world championship, you have the, the red crest, like a big part of this is a chance to chase that classic again. Right? Like, I mean, is that kind of what you would consider, uh, icing on top of an already historic career that you've had? <laughs> It is, dude. I mean, think about it. How many how many guys can say they won the World Championship, the Red Crest, and the Bassmaster Classic? There's not one angler out there. And the ones that are chasing that are Greg Hackney, Jacob Wheeler, Jordan Lee, and myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I, how what a what a mantle that would be. And um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely doable. I uh, I know my times are are slowing down a little bit, but definitely. And mentally and physically ready to try to take this classic into a feat. And the way I look at the classic is it's one tournament. You know, Angler of the Years, um, the, the young guys are definitely running away with those. And wins wins are always good. They're never bad. But um, the classic is one tournament. You're not fishing for points. And you're not, you're not trying to just get a check. What you're trying to do is win that tournament. And I think, you know, even the older some of these guys get, if, if you focus on that, knowing that it is one tournament and – you're going to drop all of your eggs in on this tournament, whether it's the Red Crest or the Bassmaster Classic. Um, that's why when you can kind of be a little bit older and still have a great shot at that thing. And and I think it's a legend sport, man. I mean, we're learning more as the electronics come out. So I don't think there's a, a feat too, tack- too big for any of us to tackle right now. Even though the young guns are pushing the needle, I think the older guys still have the upper hand. And a lot of things, uh, just like we saw at Redcrest when I made that switch to, to kind of go back to old standard, just fishing, just fishing the way I like to fish um, with the Fritz side five and then flipping a jig around, man, it, it worked out perfect. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of that uh, to come over the years because those guys keep whacking them out there in 200 foot of water. Eventually, them fish are going to have to swim back to where some of us guys love to catch them. That's interesting. Now you've had great success in the opens, 15 top tens, a Bassmaster open, uh, win, but, uh, you fished the opens a couple years ago, uh, all the Eastern opens. I think you finished 10th in it, but it's been a minute since you've had a 200 plus boat field with a co-angler behind you. Yep. Only, a th- only a three days. Uh, have you, have you thought about, uh, your strategy, how you're going to have to change? Are you going to change, uh, going into the year where, where you're going to look for points or are you just going to do the, what you've always done and let the chips fall where they may? Dude, I'm going to let the, I actually went to my son's uh, Florida Bass Nation this weekend on Harris Chain and, and watched a bag line sit there for like an hour and watch the cluster that went on and knowing that that's, that's where I'm back to. But no, I'm going to do what I love to do. I normally stay somewhere on the water on these places uh, or close to a boat ramp and I'll run over by water. I, you know, I've done this for years. I actually, uh, man, that's, you know, I started in FLW, but then I uh, went to the opens and man, I loved fishing those opens. I, I really did enjoy that back, back in the day. And, um, I'm going to fish for five fish, dude. I don't care. I don't care. I care about the points, but let's face it. Um, you can't go change your strategy just because you're doing something different. I think major league and fishing the, the, all you can catch, um, definitely has made me a more versatile fisherman. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, when, when things get tough, what can you do to put one in the boat, even if it's a pound or pound eight or two pounds? I mean, that's that was the beauty of, of the style of Major League Fishing. Of course, now they've switched to five fish paperweight, but um, I think it's made me super versatile. And, you know, I'm going out there to fish the way Bobby Lane likes to fish, and, and it's going to be fun to do that again, I promise you. I got to admit, I think, I, I know you surprised me, and I think you surprised a lot of other people. Like I said, we, we kind of put you in a box as, like, I, I put, like, Jason Christie in it, or, or like I even put like a Stephen Browning in it, and we saw the success that he had. But you like you won everything over there with the Every Fish Counts, and I never thought of you like I, you know, I think of like a Ailer or the Wheelers or that as the guys who just like pump fish in the boat, right? And you're always the the yeah, but I got an eight. But yeah. I mean, you did really, really well under that format. Like, dude, you made like. A, 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 million dollars doing that stuff bobby like no joke yep and and i've made a million dollars catching five fish yeah and i and i love i love the i love both formats i really do and you know i had the pro circuits this year and you know they had to make some changes with yeah. those and take the championship out so that you know that was kind of uh okay like what do i do now because i really liked both formats i had the best of both worlds in that one and uh you know it's uh you're right it's it's i i I learned how to adapt to those, and I think God gave me a sixth sense to to be a fisherman. and And he and he told me, you know, never never count anything out. And I uh, I stunk to my guns on that, man. I'm like, what's it going to take to catch fish? And and how, you know, it's kind of like Okeechobee. I always practice the north end and the south end, and wherever I get the most bites, that's the end I decide to fish. And I don't care about the size of them. I just want to be around the most fish possible because generally that's where you're going to trigger the bigger bites, also. So um, I've just kind of you know, love to fish, dude. I love to catch them. And, uh, I, I like to, uh, I really enjoyed calling them smallmouth up on uh, the St. Lawrence this year in that championship. That was really cool. And, and putting them in my live well and taking them out and showing them off to a way in. I mean, that, that means a lot to me. And, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give the opens a whirl, man. I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity. I, I, uh, I've been, Wanting, wanting something a little bit different, and, and this was my chance to go. I think the Red Crest has helped me um, with that for sure, and, and having the sponsors on my side is, is the reason I can make a decision. Uh, you seem genuinely excited about this. Like sometimes you have guys on and you're like, yeah, I think they're trying a little too hard to convince me that this is like what they want to do, but you seem, you seem like keyed up and ready to, to get back after it in the jungle of the Bassmaster Open. <laughs> Yeah, well, to me, it's not really a jungle, dude. To me, it's going to some big lakes and, and where you can sneak away and you can find your own fish. And when you when when they call your boat number, you run over there and you catch them. And, Matt, I think me and you talked last week that, you know, there, there's no more meetings. The weigh-ins are super quick. I mean, they they haul your butt across the stage. So, you know, none of that part bothers me. That These lakes that we're going to next year, all nine of them are well-chosen lakes. They got big, I mean, think of the boat ramp at Lake Wheeler. Good Lord, you can put 15 boats in at one time at Lake Wheeler. Um, but, you know, these other ramps, Eufaula and Harris and uh, uh, Eufaula, Oklahoma, huge <laughs> lakes. You know, you're going to be able to go anywhere you want and uh, hopefully, you know, find something a little different. And that's the way I love to fish. And and I'm not worried about that. You know, um, I'm, I'm just competitive as I've always been. And I, I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. Hey, I have so like I've never fished a tournament on Wheeler out of Alabama, but for some reason I have three very distinct memories. You were in these tournaments too. Do you remember the <laughs> one where Yuski rolled up at Wheeler, and it was the day that there was like a tornado where they were afraid that the ramp and the stage and all that was going to get blown into the lake, and Yuski rolls up freaking out because this giant snake was in his boat, and then it crawled under the driver's side, and they had everybody from the service crew looking for this five-foot snake in his boat for like an hour and a half, and they never found it. Yeah, and I think Yuski still, uh, I think he burned that boat and disintegrated it because of that snake. I don't think they ever did find that. No, and he wouldn't get back in the boat. Like, I think someone else had to load it up. And it was right at the end of the year, too, right? Truck. I don't no. think he wanted to. Be, I think he thought maybe it could go up the tongue of his boat and crawl into the back of his truck. I remember that like it was day one. And, and uh, I'm telling you, that's uh, I remember. I think it was Jason Christie that had a big rattlesnake or something on the back of his boat or a moccasin or something. I remember that. And that's no fun, dude. Snakes. Snakes aren't cool. I mean, I, I uh, I've seen a lot of them. I remember one tournament up in Arkansas where they would all they snakes would swim right to the boat and then go under the water. And I'm like, Oh my Lord, when is this one going to crawl up? The toughen was fishing was super tough. I caught 
five, I had five bites all day. I caught five on a frog and I remember that it was like every cast, there was snakes crawling towards the boat. It was, it was so miserable, but so yeah, I do remember that. And Wheeler, Wheeler's a good lake dude. It's got a bunch of fish in it. It's kind of been a sleeper for a little while. I think we're going to, we're going to see some surprises there with some really good bags. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go back and, uh, and, and, and I guess basically restart, right? But uh, go back there and have some fun. But I definitely want to get in those Toyotas. Um, if they're going to let me fish any of those Invitationals, I, I'll jump in one or two of them. I'm just, I'm going to fish, dude, and I'm, and I'm going to fish uh, five fish tournaments and, uh, and bring them into the weigh-in stage. And I'm excited about everyone that I'm signing up for next year. Was it? Was there any talk with bass? I mean, you knew that you didn't fall under the legends exemption. Was there any talk about getting back? Just kind of straight back to the elite series, or did you know what you were getting into and knew that that when you returned, you'd have to go through the 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 nine tournament open gauntlet? I mean, I'm just it's, it's just going to be weird to just see you out there on the opens because you're big fish, Bobby Lay. You get millions yeah, well, of dollars, hopefully. titles, championships, elite series, and here you are. It's kind of like you know when Peroznik or Christie or or Hackney or those guys went through. You're kind of like. What are you guys doing here? Well, and yeah, that's where we're at. You know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing. But uh, I'm hoping, you know, social media is kind of taking over anymore. I mean, television's great, let's face it, but social media is where everything goes down now. We're going to beef our social media up a little bit. So, you know, I, I think we're, when we catch when we catch those big ones next year, that you know, we'll be we'll be using our social media platforms to kind of boost things up a little bit to make up for maybe some of that camera time that we're going to be losing. But um, you know. All in all, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about next year, dude. I'm ready for 2024 and see 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 where we're going to be then. I, I'm hoping I'm in that Bassmaster Classic. It's uh, you know, I, I hate being on the outside looking on anything, and and I I really fish hard for for championships and in in classics and red crests and stuff like that. And not to be in one is going to be it, it wouldn't be real cool. We stay in green next year. Are we going back to yellow. I think we're staying green, man. Durabraid is uh, kind of growing on me a lot, dude, and it's growing on everybody. Everybody that uh, sees my boat and truck, they're like, dude, I really like this. Like, it's grown on me a lot, and trust me, if you're not using the, the new Durabraid out, man, I'm telling you, that stuff's solid. It's uh, It's got that more, little bit more bite to it, dude, and it's it's uh, it's super impressive. I, my favorite's, of course, 40 and 50 pound and I put eight pound on all my spinning rods this year for them small mouth and put it to the test and it never let me down. And pure fishing, big supporter of a lot of anglers on the, the BPT also a big supporter of a lot of anglers on the, uh, on the elite series all in cool with you going back to the opens this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. They're all in dude. Um, you know, of course there has to be some kind of changes. I mean, yeah. let's face it, we're going from where we were to, to kind of basically back to, you know, triple a league for the most part so of course there has to be some kind of changes here and there but you know as as far as i'm concerned um i have been treated more than fairly through all of this like i said all my sponsors are excited about this opportunity and told me get your butt get your butt in gear and, and let's get you going somewhere quick so you know that's that's the plan i, I uh I'm, I'm ready to do it dude and uh here's the here's the, here's some super exciting news and in, in less than a month from now we are going to have our kids tournament down here at Camp Mac, dude, the Bobby Lane Cup. We were at the Florida Bass Nation tournament yesterday, and he did a great announcement there. Um, it's our scholarship event. We gave over 32000 away last year in scholarships. Looking forward to everyone that's coming out to that. Um, I, I mean, the, the support we get for that every year is amazing. I know we got over 300 signed up already, so we are looking for that to be a huge huge event and always uh at camp mac a guy harvey river resort where it's old florida at its best man that's awesome i want to talk i want to take a break when i come back i want to talk about that i want to talk about the youth i actually have a little a little clip from the uh the the blc it's it's been around long enough it's the bobby lane cup that we're uh that we're going to show if you're good for another segment uh we'll take a quick break we'll come back with uh Rating Redcrest champion and current Bassmaster Opens pro Bobby Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right after this, it is uh, BTL on a Monday, November 7th. 2022 we'll be back right after this your key to better fishing this season is elite fs now available at a new lower price get elite fs 9 today for 9.99 and we'll throw in a cmap reveal chart 
our premium mapping solution for free. Elite FS works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar, from chirp, side-scan, and down-scan imaging with fish reveal to high-resolution active target live sonar. Elite FS9 and CMAP reveal. Offer ends August 31st. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. When you're catching fish for a living, you can't let a little cold, rain, heat, humidity, or anything else get in the way of a payday. I wear Apco. Any fish, any water. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors. A perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability. 3D eyes. Premium black nickel hooks. KVD. Tie one on. Striking lures. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Get the best patterns back by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. We're back. BTL on a Monday with Big Fish Bobby Lane. Dude, it's no secret. Like, it's crazy to me. The, uh, so I thought there was a lot of opportunities. I'm, I'm 38 years old now, Bobby. I got involved with the casting kids. I went from that. I fish a club. I got involved in collegiate fishing. I thought it was awesome. It was the Under Armour College Bass. That's how I ended up getting a job with Mark, who didn't pay me for three years. But still, I was in the industry. I was happy, right? And yep. I was like, dude, I got so lucky that I had these opportunities at this advancement that I was able to get in the industry. And, and, uh, and here I am however many years later it is still in the industry so i owe it to these youth events these youth tournaments actually the first tournament i ever fished and i tell the story often on btl it was through a cast and kids i said hey there's a youth tournament in illinois do you want to sign up with it a random guy took me out his name happened to be bob evans he's actually fished the red man all american and was sponsored by the bob evans restaurant but that got me hooked i caught it on uh, i caught a fish on a, a palmy spinner bait that you can fish as a buzz bait uh with gorilla braid remember gorilla braid do it was like the gorilla first braid. first I had gorilla braid. I I showed up with a browning vectra spooled with gorilla braid. But I say that to say the the advancement in opportunities uh for the youth right now are at an all-time high and you have one of the longest running kind of youth tournament camps things to get to get youth involved and you have to be pretty proud of that. Dude, I am. We we've, we've been working at this hard, you know. We started uh 11 years ago with 18 kids and, and, you know, this year we'll have over 300 kids and hopefully give, you know, thirty forty thousand $40,000 away in scholarships to give these kids a chance to go to school and 
what I love about it also is the people that support this thing. You know, we nobody gets a paycheck, dude. We're all doing this out of the goodness of our heart, which means out of the 30, 40 people that it takes to run this thing every year, nobody has ever complained one time. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. We're all in it for the kids. We're trying to make sure that we leave this place in a leave leave these lakes and this outdoors and in the in the place that you know better place than when we're in it right now and and that's all we can do and yeah dude the drone footage the 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 way in i mean it it's uh all this came from cuda tools over there ray he's uh he's phenomenal with uh with some things we bring lurch down from major league uh one of the co-hosts there and he comes down and mcs the whole event but the kids are so excited i think some of my i know one of my favorite moments of the every year of the event is when the kids take what's in their goodie bags, which is a ton of stuff. Reminds me of when I leave the Red Crest or the Bassmaster Classic, and you have to go to your room to drop all your stuff off. That's the most what we exciting want these part. Kids. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. Uh, but we want those kids to feel like that's this is the the classic or the Red Crest to them. We really do. And when they leave there and they're down, the kids are down there on their boats and they're smiling to each other and they're swapping tackle back and forth. It reminds me of when me and my brother. Um, me and my brothers used to, you know, sell each other our tackle for pennies and nickels back in the day. We traded every evening and, uh, it's, that's what the Bobby Lane cup does for me. So it's a, is it, it's a one-off, like I know this is coming up, uh, December 3rd, I believe. Can people in Florida still get involved in it or how do you get, how do you participate in this deal? Bobby? Yeah, man. So the sponsorship, uh, is we've kind of had to close everything down because we have to get shirts and uh, right. get all the sponsors on the shirts and whatnot. But um, we, we do a lot of that prior to this, but yeah, you can still be a part of it. It's 20 bucks to get in the thing um, for the team. I mean, that's, that's nothing for what you're going to win. We give every, Chick-fil-A will be there sponsoring the breakfast. Uh, we give everybody a lunch. Starbite Startron gives all the boat captains, uh, a huge award. We got a power pole. We got uh, Berkeley, uh, Abu Garcia, all the new baits that Berkeley has come out. They Every kid gets some of those, man. I mean, you name it, we got it. Every every sponsor gets involved in this. It's just not my sponsors. You can still get involved. You can still donate if you would like. And, um, you know, our goal every year is to, yeah, that's my son, actually. My son and his partner won the junior division last year. So wait, which one's we, your, wait, this one right here is your son? I'm pretty sure if that's me and my dad, yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, that ain't my son. No, I'm sorry. I was, was going to say, yeah, that's is, not my son. You're right. Sorry, but the, they they did win the junior last year. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, my son won the junior division. He's in the high school division now, so he's got his hands full, and he's kind of like dad. You know, he's out there trying to win, win whatever he can. And uh, they had a struggle bus yesterday on the Harris chain, and man, the the ride back from Lake Harris, it's it was the old, you know, moke time. So uh, this is when dad gets to step in and be be the father and all this. And let's figure out how to way to keep him positive and, and keep keep enjoying what he loves to do. All right. Go into that because we've had uh, I, I did a whole show earlier this year. I feel like high school fishing in some instances. Uh, it has an uphill battle because of how many boats they're having out there. You get. 99% of this is amazing for the kids, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I feel like there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. I mentioned at the beginning, how many of these BPT and elite series, they're no longer kids. They're young adults now, but they're or in high school and moving on. But how important is that to you? I mean, you were talking about being in the, in the, in the car with what, which son was, it? is this Bob? Uh, That's Bobby Lane, the third, Bobby right. Lane, the third B, BL3. There's the BL3, logo right there. Yeah. Uh, how do you go about that? If you got listeners who have kids that are fishing, that are fishing junior tournaments, what are the most important things? What are the learning steps that you think are, are important? Because obviously there's a group of you guys that are instilling the right things into your kids because you're seeing the results of this from the nation level all the way through the professional levels now. Yeah, I mean, when you were mentioning some of that earlier, Matt, about, you know, I texted Marshall Robinson, told him to keep his foot on the throttle, man. I'm so proud of that kid. I practiced with him in an open at Lake Hartwell a few years ago, <laughs> first time I ever met him. And we had a wonderful time. And hear about Rabanus and Howell and, you know, Stephen Browning's son and, and Cliff Prince. And I know I'm leaving out several 
several of these guys, Britt Myers. But yeah. so yesterday, you know, my son had a little bit of a struggle. They had nine pounds and the first day they had 12 and a half pounds. They were like 20th. And yesterday they finished like 58th. And, you know, that. and my son was kind of beating up on himself, you know, oh, this and that and this and that. And I think, number one, I'm going to say number boat captains. I don't know how you guys do this. Sit in the boat for two days with your with your kids and 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 watch them make bad casts watch them get backlashes watch them miss fish tell them to skip it under the dock and they hit the dock six times before it goes under the dock or hey throw to that lily pad patch and they miss it by seven feet you tell them to reel it in and they're like no the fish got tails they can swim over there and bite it guys you are my heroes i've done the boat captain thing it is very frustrating for me because i am i want to be more uh persistent i want to be more perfect on my cast and to watch those watch these kids go through it but i think as dads as parents as boat captains it's our job to teach these kids to keep them positive i mean there's so many so many bad things they can be getting themselves into right now that are easy accessible through phones or anything now that, that this is just a wonderful place for them to be um, my hat's off to the ones that that boat captain year in and year out weekend to weekend um I, I believe it's a, trust me, guys, down the road, these kids will not forget it. And like you said, Matt, we're watching these kids go through the Bobby Lane Cup program. I know uh, there's Jacob Wheeler does something like that. And I know uh, one other, there's my brother does his yep. fish camp. Um, and, the, and then there's uh, Mark Menendez. Dove has a youth camp. Menendez, there's so Kurt many Dove, of these that are popping uh, up who am or I have been around to? for a long time. Yeah, and there's one. There's one more Bass Pro Tour guy. I can't believe I remember his name. He's he's uh, sponsored by Covercraft. Bradley Roy. He yeah, Bradley Roy one. just had his tenth annual. Bradley Roy just had his tenth annual. So you know there is guys out here trying like myself, and 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 uh, we we work hard at this. We want it to be successful. These kids have a huge future. I mean, fishing is going nowhere when the numbers of licenses go up every year. You know, we're in a great spot. These lakes can handle most of the boat pressure. I think sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Um, but you know, it's, it's part of it. You know, we didn't have this when we grew up and, and it ain't going nowhere. They're not going to put the brakes on this by no means at all. There's just, there's too many of them. It's kind of like the kayak tournaments on Kentucky Lake. You got to idle through those now from, from what I hear, but it, you know what? It's a good thing. Everybody's out on the water, which means what they have to buy rods, reels, line, yeah. bait, motors, boats, you know, power poles, all this stuff. You have to have it all. And uh, I think it's a good thing for the industry. And, and the kids are super excited about it. I watched them talk in the bag line yesterday over and over. And I went and talked to several of those kids. And if I didn't know them, I just went up and introduced myself. And it was neat to get the response I got. But, um, you know, they were all having fun, dude. There was no negativity. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm standing here for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. It's like a huge family. And I, and I think... Uh, Hats off to everyone that supports the, the youth in high school fishing. Uh, what is that? Oh, you got to show the cat now. If we have pets Rainy, that, do not that do enter, that, again. that is the Rainy, greatest I'll thing that's ever happened on BTO. Hey, this cat hates me. Look, look how mad this thing is. Are you I a cat this. guy, Bobby Lane? No, this is out. My daughter, my daughter got that it, for Christmas. I cannot stand cats. And some reason my wife let it out here on the porch with me when the door was closed. But, uh, I hope it won't come back, but no, the high school and, and uh, college is good, dude. Rainy, that was not cool. But, oh, that uh, was the greatest thing. I I sense that no, it sounds and you you mentioned it, but I've all I've preached this process versus results. A, at yes. this age, at the Bobby Lane Cup with these kids, you're seeing success, but you're seeing success n not because they're professional anglers' kids that the professional anger says, this is where you fish, this is how you fish it. But I think you're seeing success for so many. Yes, they had that opportunity, but because you and Randy and Steven and Britt and Marty instilled the importance of the process, they didn't just make it so their kids could go out and catch them. Their kids understand the process to catch them. Because you don't have success if you're 19, 20, 21 years old. If you just have someone that's going out there and showing you how to catch fish, you guys are teaching them the process, the building blocks of it. I think that is the most important thing in youth fishing is not, you know, your Bob, uh, uh, BL3 probably learned more over the last couple days about the process 
of adjusting and making it as opposed to if you had just said, well, you need to go and do this stuff, which you can't. But those are the building blocks that I think so many of the boat captains need to keep their eyes on because it's not a one, two, three day process. It's years and years and years and years before you see it. Like these kids have been learning this process for the last 10 years of their lives. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, let's face it. The struggle bus is real sometimes. And I like to watch when these kids struggle sometimes and and, uh, you know, and to hear their their why they struggled or what they could have done different. I think that's important. I think they need to process through those through those days when it's tougher. It's like, okay, well, if if you struggle today, that what would you do tomorrow to catch them? You know, I think that's the message we're trying to get is not only make you a better fisherman, but let you do it on your own. I think that's important. You know, it's easy for for Bobby Lane to to roll down to Lake Kissimmee pull up on his best stuff and say, Bobby Jr., flip in there. I promise you, you're going to catch a big one. He needs to understand how to find an area like that and do it himself. And I think I'm a little harder on him because I'm a pro, you know, and uh, I want him to learn by himself to be to be the best angler he can be. And I think boat captains need to be aware of that also. We love when our kids catch fish, but, you know, let's face it, if they get driven to a spot, every lake they go to and they and the boat captain says throw here guys they're stacked you're gonna you're gonna dominate you know i i think that's good for for the win and it's cool to get the trophy but let's face it if these kids aren't doing it by themselves the kyle hall the dakota ebear um some of these young kids that are coming up now through the ranks dude um you know if you don't learn it on your own you're you're really going against a a wall that you don't want to go up against because you got to relearn it all yourself when you get in the front of that boat by yourself, because let's face it, that's when it matters, whether you have a co-angler or not, you know, when you start moving up in the ranks a little bit, that's when it, when it's going to show the most. So have as much fun as you can now in these high school college tournaments. I think they're wonderful programs and I, I support all of them. And I'm so glad that these kids have the opportunity to do this. That's good stuff, Bobby. I want to wrap things up. I do want to take it that step further. Uh, you will be fishing, like I said, all nine of the Bassmaster Opens this year, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at the standings for the Opens over the last three or four years and see the established pros who who are fishing the Opens, whether they're fishing them from the Elite Series, from the BPT, qualifying not the top level guys when they compete in the Opens day in and day out, contend for the win, make top tens and make money in the Bassmaster Opens. Uh, I've fished 20-some of these over the last three years now, and it has been a learning experience. I've been very open and honest with it on BTL. I've roomed with Bradley Holm in the last two years. I've seen how a guy who's won over a million and, and multiple tour events handles his business. I, I want to know what you think uh, separates established tour pros from aspiring opens and levels. What is the difference between that top level pro and the triple A guy that are both taking it serious, that are both uh, trying to or doing this for a living? But what is that little bit of difference that we've seen day in and day out? Take the guys like you, like the Parosniks, like the Christies, the Hackneys, and the Hallmans over the edge that the that the rest of the triple A guys just haven't figured out yet. Because there's obviously something there. Dude, I think it's a couple of things. I think, number one, it's um, learn how to be consistent. I think, number two, it's versatility. And number three is confidence. And if you put all three of those together, I think you're, you're going to equal success. You have to know, no matter what you do or what you pick up or what you're trying, that you're going to catch good fish doing it. You know, for me, it's a flipping stick or, you know, a frog. I can, I can, put, I can put a frog where... where I thought I could put a frog where a lot of people can't believe it or not. They can all cast a frog as good as me now, but um, you know, when to pick that frog up, when to make the decision, like I made at Redcrest this year on Grand Lake to go from cranking when the fish were just slapping at it to, to the last hour, make that decision to go catch a six, three and a behind a dock and the cables. I'll never forget that moment. And then to cap it off at the end, catching that two pounder, they were switching and we watched the guys that were active, active target throwing the jerk bait on the brush pile struggle and we watched a guy come from behind and just take it by storm and i think we learned that over our careers i don't know how many tournaments i fished i'm going to say hundreds for sure and i learned from my mistakes i do know i came out my very first bfl i finished 186 out of 200 boats so i had a quick check on it i see you wanting to say it 
No, uh, I'm just listening. I'm, I'm learning had, from this. Yeah, dude, it's 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 uh, what it's what we do. It's how we make our living. It's what we know when the grind, when the struggle bus is for real. What we need to do to maybe pick up a wacky general and skip it under a dock, okay? Or hey, I need to catch a two pounder to survive. You know, weights are tough. It was second day after a front. What do you do? They were chomping during the front, right? What do you do? And you get caught up chasing, biting fish all the time. And I think it's the guys that know what to do when you're ch- chase. Take, you know, when different weather conditions come your way, when you're dealt with those experiences, we we come over and over again. That's when our confidence surprises. And we do it so much when we get a pattern figured out, there's a light switch that goes off in a pro's head that says, okay, now let's find every spot in the lake that looks like this. And when we can do that, I don't even need to fish them. All I got to do is put a waypoint on it during practice. And I can show up in the tournament with 100% confidence knowing that I never checked that spot in practice, but it looks right to just mark it and fish it. I think that's what separates us from a lot, right? Because a lot of anglers need to know, I got bit under that dock. I got bit on that pad patch. I got bit on this hump offshore. I'm going to spend all my time here. As opposed to me, I'm checking 30 spots offshore, 30 spots onshore, and 30 spots in between knowing I can make a nice milk run. Here's what I plan to do. And if that don't work, I'll reverse it the second day. And a lot of times that works. So I think we we cover water a little bit faster. We cipher through the water. But I think the more guys are out here doing it, it makes it easier um, for them. Kyle Hall, look at him. The 2E1 was on forward-facing sonar in the middle of nowhere. He can do that because he has 100% confidence knowing he caught one fish out there in practice, he said, but it was a big one. And he stayed out there panning around in 60 foot of water where nobody has ever fished in their life and, and dominated that tournament. So um, that's my take on it. I know that's a long answer, but those three words, confidence, versatility, and uh, whatever the third one is. I wrote it down. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is this is gold, Bobby. So consistency, versatility, yeah. and confidence. Now I feel like based on what you just said, consistency and versatility combine to equal confidence. So confidence Correct. comes with consistency and versatility. It's kind of like a byproduct of consistency and versatility. Yeah, I think you throw all three of those in there together, dude. And when you when you start cracking the code over and over again, top tens, top twenties, wins, getting yourself in position, they become easier. You build your confidence. So you go into the next tournament, even though you leave a large mouth tournament, you're going to a small mouth tournament that you've never been to. You got the confidence coming off the last one to 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 dominate and be do do well. Be like, I'm on cloud nine, man. Let's go have some fun. And you know, when you have when you get through life and you drag yourself through it and you get negative and and whatever, it it becomes hard. An angry man catches no fish. You know that for sure. No, I know, but you mentioned something, and I don't think you even realize it. You didn't really focus on your decisions for tournament days. You went straight to practice and how much of the difference you believe there was in practice between the top-level pros and that AAA-level pro. Like That's kind of where the rubber meets the road is in in, uh, dissecting the fishery and being effective during that practice period and then implementing it during the tournament. There's a lot lost in translation between a Bobby Lane and a Joe Smith who struggles to cash a check in a Toyota or an open series. And they're already behind the eight ball because they have not cracked the efficient practice code. Right. Right. Well, I like to just look at the water. Okay. If something looks good and it's got depth on it, I'll, I, I can save it and fish it in the tournament. I mm-hmm. want to get a key. I want one key bite in practice. That's it. Give me one key bite and I can kind of start, to know it needs to be a healthy fish and it needs to be a three to five pounder depending on the lake. But if I can get that key bite and it's in the right area and it's something that I have confidence in doing, you know, frogging, flipping, slobber knocker, I mean, swim jig, you name it. I can kind of start putting the, putting the pieces of the puzzle together then. And there's nothing better. I'm going to lose my battery here, Matt. And I know that's fine. We're about to wrap up. But um, if I can, if I can get to put the pieces of the puzzle together and practice, man, tournament fishing, is really such a fun way to to go about it. I love knowing I'd rather catch a big one in a tournament and show it to everybody than catch it in practice and let it go. That's good stuff.
Good stuff all the way around. Bobby, thanks for coming on and talking about it. I know that was a big announcement, big uh, kind of career change for you headed to the Bassmaster Opens in 2023, looking to get the elusive Bassmaster Classic yeah. trophy. That would make two of the three lanes. I know Arnie's tried to fish for it before. He's been close through the Bass Nation number yep. of times. I've competed against him too. But Bobby Lane, the quest for the Bassmaster Classic is back on. Uh, but before then, he's got the 11th annual Bobby Lane Cup, the Kids Cup, a lot of good information there. Uh, greatly appreciate you jumping on BTL on a Monday to talk all about it, Bobby, and looking forward to seeing you in March in Alabama on Lake Eufaula to start things yep. off in the 2023 Bassmaster Open season. You got it. I'll be fishing a few more before then, and my feet will be wet and ready to go. I don't believe in taking the season off. I believe in the more I can put on the water, the better fisherman I can become. So look Thank you, Matt. Thank everyone for watching and uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. December 3rd, go to bobbylanecup.com if you need any questions about that and uh, go to our website to check that thing out. Thanks again, guys, and have a great week. See you, Bobby. See you, dude. All right. That was the one and only Bobby Lane. Uh, really good interview. Very transparent there. And like I said, I don't think there's anything other than the guy wants to win the when the Bassmaster Classic, there, are, like he said, he, he listed the number of guys. There are very few guys that have uh, that have all the trophies on their mantle, uh, and Bobby wants to be one of them. Very well liked, uh, and like I said, there's a there's a whole group of these guys that I think are, I mean, they're reaching that age where it's like, dude, I'm going to do what I want to do. There's some stuff on my list that maybe I have crossed off or I haven't crossed off, and they're either content and this is where they're going to be or they're going to start going after what they wanted. And I think we've seen that with uh, uh, with a number of the guys. Like, obviously, Christy wanted a classic. Uh, I think Hackney wants a classic. Uh, Bobby wants a classic. That's good stuff. And also really good advice there uh, with the youth, with the kids' camp. Uh, and I know how much work that is. So hats off to Bobby Lane. All right, we're going to take our final break of the show. When we come back, break down the rest of the week on Bass Talk Live. It's Monday, November 7th. We'll be back right after this. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. Combining one of the most popular hook styles with Gamakatsu's beefier Superline offering, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The round bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Band holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-aught, 3-aught, 4-aught, and 5-aught, this is the most durable worm hook Designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. Preparation is key to success. 
and that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute of every day on the water is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. All right, welcome back to BTL on a Monday, wrapping things up here with Bobby Lane. And yes, he did. Uh, I always remember the in Fisherman F plus L plus P equals success. That's back from a long time in the day. Fish plus location plus presentation equals success. Well, I think Bobby has just created a new C plus V. Uh, that's a that's a combined one. So consistency plus versatility leads to confidence, which equals success. There's some sort of thing thing there. Who who did we say here? Let me pull up the comments. He said, who said that? I just saw it on the consistency. Diehard anglers. Consistency plus versatility equals confidence, and confidence leads to success, which is kind of like a byproduct of that. So yeah, I think we got to go with that then. Consistency plus versatility equals confidence that's good stuff from bobby lane hey we had uh really good feedback really good stuff on the show today i need to do a sunline hotline uh show and kind of promote it as we uh as we move forward tomorrow uh mlf's marty stone you want to talk about that kind of the education aspect of it marty uh stone uh analyst for mlf and the bpt for i think a decade now uh part of the old uh team one of the team guys, Advanced Auto Park team guys, back in the day, early 2000s, with uh, with Bassmaster and the whole ESPN thing. We maybe we'll get into that. I want to talk about MJS Academy. Also, the switch to Five Fish. He's a reschedule from last week. He had some uh, some issues with the Housing Foundation. I think he's got that figured out. And then Bernie Schultz on Wednesday. Frank returns on Thursday for another live show as we march towards show 100. We're trying to get him in studio. Man, this was not the music I wanted to enter. I feel like we're about to be in a mosh pit. Got to get back on the original here. There we go. Bingo. All right, this has been another edition of BTL Bass Talk Live. Bobby Lane, thank you very much. Marty Stone tomorrow, which will be the 8th. This has been another edition of BTL. Talk to everybody tomorrow.